lot of people are going to be traveling as summer approaches this year. So this means that there's going to be all kinds of exposures to different types of diseases, viruses, bacteria everywhere. But this also means an increased risk to COVID-19. So make sure that you're vaccinated and always take the precautionary measures needed. But what if someone can't get vaccinated or the vaccine just isn't optimal for them? Well, this is where the newly approved EvoShield comes in, a prophylactic tool that works against COVID-19 for those who the vaccine just isn't enough. But what exactly is EvoShield and how does it work? I'm Thanishwari Rajendran and welcome back to On the Sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about EvoShield are Alyssa and Maheshwar, Science for Everyone researchers here at Science for Everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Amazing. So let's literally like get right into it. What exactly is EvoShield and how is it different from a normal COVID-19 vaccine? So... Um, Evusheld is used as a pre-exposure prophylactic, so it's designed to prevent someone from developing um, the coronavirus disease or COVID-19 in adults and in adolescents. And specifically, Evusheld is for those who have a weaker immune system who are unlikely to be protected from a COVID-19 vaccine, the conventional vaccines that went to the majority of the general population, or for those um, who cannot be vaccinated due to their underlying conditions. And the big difference in what it is and how it's different a conventional COVID-19 vaccine contains an antigen that your immune system can recognize in order to develop antibodies, which protect you when you get exposed to COVID, if you get exposed to COVID, whereas Evusheld contains the antibodies directly, and the antibodies are being given to someone who can't make them on their own. The main difference seems to be the antigen versus antibody whole case and whatnot. So, Alyssa, talking more into that, what are the specific antibodies associated with the vaccine? Oh, sorry, the prophylactics. Yeah, so um, there are two monoclonal antibodies um, that are in this, uh, in Evosheld. Um, so those are uh, trithavivimab and sigilavivimab. Um, very complicated names, um, and there's a methodology behind how they name monoclonal antibodies. Uh, so these are two neutralizing antibodies um, that target uh, co um, SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19. Um, and basically how this mechanism works is these two uh, monoclonal antibodies um, target the spike protein, which on the virus, um, it's on the outside, it's what makes it look like a crown, it has little spikes poking out of it. Um, and that is what allows um, the virus to attach and enter your cells. So having these monoclonal antibodies, so these artificial um, antibodies, allows them to attach. If they see the COVID virus, they can attach the spike um, specifically at the receptor binding domain, which is a part of the spike protein um, that binds with the ACE2 inceptor, which is how it enters the cell. So it binds with the uh, spike protein and it prevents it from attaching the, to the cells and entering, which would prevent someone from getting sick. Um, so those are how those two monoclonal antibodies work. Um, and it's important to mention 
that monoclonal antibodies um, as, a as a therapeutic aren't new. We use them in cancer treatment. We use them in asthma treatment. Uh, we've even been using them in COVID-19 treatments um, to treat people with severe infections to COVID-19. Um, but it's novel in for this specific um, drug, EvoShield, in the aspect that it is a prophylactic. So it's our, it's a prophylactic, meaning that it's before you get exposed to COVID-19 and not after you're already sick with COVID-19. Um, and yeah, it's pretty pretty straightforward in how, how it um, how you treat someone with or give someone this drug. Uh, you basically just give them um, a, an injection into their muscle. So it's an intramuscular um, injection and you give 150 milligrams of one monoclonal antibody and 150 milligrams of the other monoclonal antibody. And they work together to prevent someone from getting sick with COVID-19. No, that sounds literally awesome because it's, like you said, a preventative measure. It's not a long-term solution, but it's an effective short-term preventative solution. And that's what I'm getting from that. One other thing to mention, too, is this this treat, this therapy, I guess, EvoShield, has a half-life of about 90 days, um, but it has good efficacy. So that's how long it takes for your body to eliminate half of this drug. Um, and it has good efficacy, so like how well it works against the virus for about six months. So someone would have to get this vaccine slash this artificial vaccine, like I should say, someone would have to get this monoclonal antibody like every six months or it might, the recommendations might change, but they'd have to get it fairly frequently. More often than someone who's immunocompetent would have to get the vaccine. So in regards to Evershield, like the name itself, you hear all these crazy names of like drugs or like drugs associated with the company itself. For example, like Pfizer, we don't really call it by its specific vaccine name. We just call it by the company's associate name. So what about Evershield? Who are the people behind it? And how did Health Canada go about approving this? Yeah, so um, the drug company that has the licensing for um, this product is AstraZeneca. Um, they also have a COVID-19 vaccine as well. Um, and yeah, in terms of naming a drug, it can be fairly complex. And they have, uh, I used to work in industries, so they used to, they have a list of names that they could potentially call the drug. And usually they have some rationale behind why they might be naming it some sort of way. And they have to do what's called a lookalike soundalike test, um, which means that it can't look written wise like another drug and it can't sound like another drug because in the aspect of prescribing, say I write a drug name down and it looks really similar to another drug that has a completely different like mechanism or treats a totally different disease. If that gets confused, that could really hurt the patient who's receiving that drug. So um, it has to pass certain tests. But um, like any medication, it has to go really straight through really stringent processes. Um, so AstraZeneca took this drug, um, like licensed it from a research group that made these monoclonal antibodies, put it through phase one through three clinical trials, and then um, wrote an application to Health Canada, and that got approved on April 14th. So. Okay, so Maishwa, in Canada, who can actually get this prophylactic and where can they get them? So, um, Evusheld is not an alternative for vaccination, firstly, and it is designed for those who have a weaker immune system and are unlikely to be protected by a COVID-19 vaccine. Or they are, or um, Evusheld is designed for those who cannot be vaccinated due to their weakened immune system or for the fact that vaccination would not mount sufficient protection. 
And it's important to note that when you are immunocompromised, what that entails is very variable. For some people, they can mount a sufficient response to the vaccine, and in that case, Evusheld is not recommended. Whereas for those who cannot respond sufficiently to the vaccine, Evusheld would be a very helpful tool. So, Alyssa, in terms of like getting the prophylactic itself, what would an average like Canadian have to do to go about getting it? Would they talk to their medical doctors or is there like a government mandated clinic of some sort? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, there's no like government mandated clinic and you'd have to go consult your healthcare professional just because there's very specific um, criteria that you have to meet to be able to qualify for um, this drug. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, we both couldn't find a lot of information about how to access it. Um, so you'd really have to rely on your medical professional for that. No, that's completely fair. And in terms of like the drug itself, where else in the world is it accessible? Like, does the CDC have like approved it? The um, federal drug agency in uh, America and in United States has approved it. Um, I'm not sure the European Medical Association has approved it, but the FDA has for sure. Um, and usually drug companies go after markets where they think they have the largest amount of uptake, like where they think they'll make the most money. So so now that we know exactly like what is Evusheel, how does it work and where to get them? What about its relation in terms of like COVID? Is it actually effective against all the variants out there? And what if like there's new variants that can come about in the future? Yeah, so research so far has found that um, both these monoclonal antibodies and the combination have a retained full or nearly full neutralization activity um, against um, the variants. So we have alpha, beta, gamma, delta, a different type of delta, and omicron that have been tested. However, as the spike protein continues to mutate with more and more people that the virus infects and more variants, you know, become like, spread in the population, it could lose its efficacy because this antibody is designed to bind to a very specific region of um, the COVID-19 virus. So as much as possible, we still want to limit spread of this virus. Um, and there could be the ability to like, you know, make small changes that make this more effective, but those take a lot of testing and time to make sure that they're still safe and effective for people. So um, yeah, right now it still works against variants of concern, but um, that could always change. Same with our vaccines as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can never be too safe with COVID, honestly. Like, besides, like, taking all these prophylactics or vaccines, like, still wear your masks and social distance and all that, because you honestly never know. And despite, like, the reporting of, like, new cases, there's a lot of cases for COVID-19 that goes unnoticed just because of, like, so many asymptomatic cases everywhere. Yeah, and lack of reporting. So, my sure, like any reminders in terms of like Evershield that I might have missed out in asking? Well, when we think about like the problem that the problem that Evershield is trying to address, and when we think about what measures we have put in place to protect ourselves and others as well, um, Evershield really does help protect a very vulnerable. Um, population in our community, but the community at large can still take steps to protect itself and others from the um, risk of contracting and developing illness due to COVID-19. And to continue to protect not only the vulnerable in your community, but the community itself, um, it's important to remember that 
we can continue wearing masks in public settings, indoor and crowded outdoor settings, to be up to date with your COVID-19 vaccination series, to get your vaccine series and a booster shot when you're eligible, and if you are experiencing any of the symptoms of COVID-19, to stay home when you are unwell and to stay home until your symptoms resolve. It's important to remember that community health, that community measures and community level action is one of the most effective tools in preventing and ultimately stopping the spread of this virus. You're never too safe. And they, this is the summer. There's going to be a lot of traveling involved. It's not just going to be COVID. There's going to be so many other diseases that anyone can encounter at any time. So be careful. Anyways, on that note, thank you so much for joining me today, Alyssa and Maishwar. And thank you so much again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the signs impacting your work. If you want to learn more about COVID-19, antibodies, or any of the other topics we talked about on this show, visit us on Instagram or TikTok at sci for everyone and on our website at www.scienceforeveryone.ca. Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Sam Marchetti, June Kim, and Tanishari Rajendran. On the Sidelines is sponsored by the University of Toronto Student Engagement Grant.